What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of All Out War. I'm Turner, and I'm in the studio with Rosie. What's up, Rosie? Hey, what's up? Can you believe that we have done that intro <laughs> 150 times? Yeah, now we have. Now we have. People that listen to us regularly can literally um, probably word for word, because I don't change it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess well, maybe people that are listening for a while yeah. may know that we have mentioned that this will not be the 150th time we've said it, because <laughs> there's probably a couple out there that we uh, we said it that didn't, didn't make it to didn't the final cut. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or you listen on high speed like four times like Jessica does. Um and yeah. it just zips through. Remember, she was like, "Oh yeah, I listen on high speed, like two times the speed." Yeah, and we sound like Ben Shapiro talking normally. <laughs> right. And she said how slow the intro music sounded. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. Anyways, so uh, what do you know, man? Hey, did you know that electric fans, you know, like put on your desk or stand-up fans? Yeah in South Korea are sold with timers on them due to a concern over fan death. Fan death? Which is a widely held <laughs> belief that you can die if you fall asleep in a closed room with a fan on. <laughs> what? <laughs> what would kill you? <laughs> I don't know. So it says fan death is an urban myth, of course. Of course. Fact-checked. 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 Well, Think fact Snopes. Every night. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't die. We have a we have a fan on in our room every Me night. Too. I yeah. leave it on. I leave mine on twenty four seven. Yeah, you don't just let it die eventually. And then... yeah, uh, I bought a nice fan. Oh, yeah? So I bought a high quality one. To, Did yeah. you get one of those kind that are like bladeless? Have no, you seen I'm those? Five hundred dollars. The, the on Dyson them. ones. Yeah, I know. I My I... wife wants the hair dryer one that they make. Oh, they make a hair dryer. They make a hair dryer, and it's, it's like it's like three hundred bucks or something, man. Yeah. I was like, maybe. <laughs> for Christmas. Maybe one day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so fan debt is an urban myth that people have died as a result of running an electric fan in a closed room with no open windows. While the supposed mechanics of fan death are impossible, <laughs> <laughs> given how electric fans operate, belief in fan death persisted to the mid-2000s in South Korea and to a lesser extent in Japan. So this is interesting. Uh, where it came from. The idea came from nobody knows, <laughs> but fe- but fan <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but fears about electric fans date back to their introduction in Korea, with stories dating to the 1920s and 1930s, warning of the risks of nausea, asphyxiation. Exfi- 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 Thank you, and facial paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't say asphyxiation. I love this. One conspiracy theory is that the South Korean government cr- created or perpetuated the myth as propaganda <laughs> to curb the energy consumption of South Korean households during the 1970 energy crisis. Wow. Uh, Wouldn't put it past any government to do something like yeah, that. Yeah, but hey, thank God Slate Magazine, Slate, <laughs> do, out there, they're a terrible magazine. They're doing the Lord's work, Doing right? the Lord's work by <laughs> reporting that the myth is older than that. Oh, Right. Thanks. Yeah. So we got fact checked. But listen, everyone knows the implicit danger of having moving air in a closed room. Yeah, it could, it could die. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could get in your lungs, it could fill up your lungs, and then you could exhale it. And then who knows? It no could, one knows what happens. It could with that, make, man. yeah. I mean, that O2 just 
or whatever comes out of your yeah hey lungs. listen you need to trust the science and you need to trust the government <laughs> because the korea consumer protection board <laughs> a south korea south korean government funded public agency issued a consumer safety report in 2006 warning that asphyxiation from electric fans and air conditioners was among south korea's five most common <laughs> summer accidents or injuries listen they say asphyxiation. What does it do? It produces air. <laughs> it's like some Korean Fauci. Yeah. <laughs> gets on TV. I was about to do Korean. You should do it. You should do an imitation no, of a I, Korean Fauci. Could you do it? I don't think so. Could you do a regular Fauci? I'm not very good with doing that. Uh, I used to do a good Fauci. Yeah, I can't do it. I haven't heard him in a while. He's kind of like in hiding because yeah. I think he's scared for his Took life. Took all his millions of dollars and... <laughs> Went to the Bahamas. Yeah, hanging out with... Uh, or, yeah, he's down in New Zealand in his bunker. Sacrificing goats. newborn babies to... Oh, right. Moloch. Yeah, Fauci. Yeah. Anyways, talking about killing people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very, we have a very, a very dark episode coming up. <laughs> but it's important. Yeah. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. You almost caught me there. <laughs> I was trying to do my Fauci. <laughs> you gotta trust the science. That's it's it's a very it's a very technical way where the air is moving in your room and it cuts off your supply and you asphyxiate. Is that a decent Fauci? No, I don't know if I've ever heard Fauci talk. So I'm gonna oh, really? I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> you just tune him out or turn the channel. I don't think. I, yeah. <laughs> All yes. right, man. So. We're going to talk about the death penalty. Yes. <laughs> and uh, when you brought this up last week or so, and you, we were talking about it, we you know we were doing our weekly dinner wings thing that we do. Yeah. And uh, I was like, man, I don't know. And I, what's funny is people fall on all kinds of different sides on this topic. They, some people are like, yeah, death penalty, yeah, do it. You know, people deserve to die. Yeah. And then other people are like, no, 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 like. We can't take life. We didn't give life. We can't take life. And and so there's this um, dichotomy mm-hmm. that kind of pulls through. And um, and then what's caught in the middle is for us as Christians, as believers, is like, what does God's word say? What is really, you know, the what is the way that we should believe as as Christians? So if you're listening and you're a Christian and, and you've never really thought much about this, hopefully this will give you some, some thought-provoking yeah. You know, moments. And if you are a believer and you fall on one side or the other, will either hopefully wreck your view <laughs> or reinforce your view, yeah. <laughs> depending on where you fall. But we're going to try and pick this thing apart from the f- view of God's word. Mm-hmm. And we that's typically what we do anyways. Yeah. You know, we try and, and stay close to that. So um, do you want to start or do you want me to start? How do you, where do you want to go? Uh, well, how about... How about you start with the because you had the you when we were going over it I brought up where I w- was planning on starting yeah so how about you bring 
start from sure. Because you started earlier, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I my whole research on this was in, and I just basically went to the word. Yeah. And um, and so <laughs> I did too. Just yeah. <laughs> you setting it up like a but dichotomy. Have, yeah, yeah. yeah no, you I have know. some other really good yeah, yeah. things that you're going to share in a, in a few minutes that we were talking about, which I thought was cool. But um, you know, I. The Old Testament, and you have, you know, when you go to the Bible in the Old Testament, it does affirm, you know, it does come down on the side of affirming a death penalty. Um, for instance, I'll just read something that I found. It says the Old Testament law commanded the death penalty for various acts, such as murder, Exodus twenty one twelve, kidnapping. You could murder, you could give someone the death penalty for kidnapping, Exodus twenty one sixteen. Bestiality, Exodus 22, adultery, Leviticus 20, homosexuality, Leviticus 20, being a false prophet, I like that one. Me too. Deuteronomy 13, 5, prostitution and rape, Deuteronomy 22, and several other crimes. And I would add to those several other crimes, I would add that um, according to the law, the I want to say the Mishnah, it says that if children disobey their parents, they can be stoned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Aren't you glad we don't live under the law anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there, the Old Testament overwhelmingly, um, it overwhelmingly supports the death penalty, but not in every case. And so um, I want to go to the first murder in the no, man's known history. Well, how about I just want to bring up just as a because I was didn't have this ready. Uh, sure. Just the ones that you went over. Right. How about just to lay everything on the table? Obviously, I'm just going to read the list of capital offenses that in the United States right now, what you can be executed for. Because it's pretty interesting that there's a big difference, which... Between the Old Testament and between what, the Old what, Testament. America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So what, is, what does it say in so there are our f- law? There are 41 right now. Now, this is for America's law. Yes. If you're listening in, in Canada, Mexico, Philippines, Thailand, New Zealand, Australia, England, I'm just thinking of some of the ones that we yeah, get. Yeah. Um, Shout Ira- out to our, our Iranian listeners. Iran, yeah. <laughs> we, some. We've had like a 0.02% <laughs> listening <laughs> ratio in Iran. Yeah. So I don't know who's listening for how long, but yeah. God bless you, my Same friend. We got a lot of people in Africa listening. We we d- Actually, El Salvador just popped up the other day. We were like ranked fifth in the uh, four, fourth or fifth in the spiritual and religion. Nice. We were beating Joel Osteen. Heck yes. <laughs> El Salvador, you got your theology right. That's right, baby. Uh, <laughs> but then we suddenly plummeted. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you guys might have different laws. Um, some of yours are way better <laughs> than ours. Because uh, I'm thinking of Africa in particular. You got some really good capital punishment laws. Um, but some of the history, so it got, uh, I think it was in 1978. So it w- capital offenses were ended. And then in 1978, it was reinstated as the death penalty. Okay. And I believe uh, I should have had this ready. I didn't think about it, though. History that uh, it was just originally murder. And then other cases have since kind of. So they add, brought, yeah, brought, kind of opened it up a little bit more than just murder. Yeah, yeah, and some of them like made sense, whereas like raping a kid, you know, yeah, like right. like some. I don't know how else to say it, but right, yeah. Um, but th- a lot of these are 
all murder. So I'm just going to read through a couple of them. Murder related to smuggling of aliens <laughs> is the first one. Well, now that they're coming from outer space, yeah. that'll be very pertinent. <laughs> murder from smuggling aliens. Related to the smuggling. So if someone dies in the bottom of your, you know, your trunk yeah, of your car yeah, or whatever. You can get you, charged. So okay. it, it's, yeah. Um, destruction of aircraft, motor vehicles, related facilities resulting in death. Murder committed during a drug-related drive-by shooting. Hmm. Murder committed at an airport serving international civ- civil aviation, blah, blah, blah. A lot of murder ones. Espionage, because we did used to hang traitors. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Uh, genocide. <laughs> <laughs> First degree murder, murder of a foreign official, murder by a federal prisoner, murder of a U.S. national in a foreign country, murder during a kidnapping. They're mostly all murder. Murder for hire involving the use of interstate commerce facilities. So if you hire someone to murder someone else, you can get the death penalty for hiring someone. I believe so, yes. Um, But yeah. Note to self. Yeah, most of them, other than doing something related to murder, there really isn't. and, And this is like to fact check some of these people like the innocence project and all these other ones that are like, there's so many innocent people that are getting killed on the death penalty every day. There's 5 million of them, you know, like getting killed every second. And it's just these, you know, George W. Bush pulling because you know, (laughs) he was governor of Texas and they were like the last one to, right. You know, known for their death penalty. There's this, there's this, story that's being laid out is that we're just killing everybody and it's like you know the 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 story of some 13 year old who like picked up a bag of weed and he's black and he's in the inner city and he picked up like a joint and he was like i don't know what this joint is and then these racist cops come and they're like you got weed put your hands up and then they like and now he's on death row and he's been there for 70 years and he's gonna get killed and like there's absolutely no reason and that's you know they, they always make up these insane stories and they're like that's the typical person being on death row being executed right no you have to kill somebody you have to be a tra- a traitor yeah or commit espionage that's really it those, those are the are, only those are the three categories yeah yeah so <clears throat> they're 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 not killing all these people since 1978 i've seen differing uh numbers yeah uh, I'm just going to say this. Obviously, there are probably people who were innocent, who did not do the thing, didn't kill somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who were uh, wrongfully executed. But you know what that number is? It's about anywhere I've seen numbers from 120 since 1978 to 150. So, so somewhere so in on the, the high end, 150 people have wrongfully died execution style. Right. So it, it, our jails are not filled with nonviolent, you know, ra- people that are just there because of racism. Because that's the right. biggest thing. It's all they always racism is a big card. Right. Yeah, especially right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in America, there are not. Yes, we do have a we do have a lot of people in prison. We have I think it's about two thousand people at any time yeah. across the state or across the country are on death row right now. Yeah, awaiting. California has the most. <laughs> By uh, but the, the one population, though, I mean, yeah, exactly. So it makes sense, right? So, and plus, we also should say that Rosie and I, neither of us, take joy in someone dying, no, for anything at right. all. Even it's not something we desire that a criminal would die, but there is permission for it from God, yeah, 
for the sake of those that are innocent and the victims. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I just want I just want to get that kind of narrative out there that like we're killing everybody. Right. I've heard Europeans say that where they're like, "Oh, you just got you kill everybody," you know. Right. They also every, think we have a gun. Everyone has a gun and yeah, knows how to use it. And there's a school shooting in literally every school and nobody cares. Yeah. Right. So fact check that. And Even though the, we do have guns. Yeah. But <laughs> everyone I know, everyone I personally know has guns. Yeah. I mean, me too. But <laughs> I, I just, yeah. So there, there are not a lot of laws that are capital punishment. Right. There are less then what the Old Testament laid out. That's also what I was getting at. Is yeah. They, I mean, we they really do not have, it's all murder and there's like 37 different kinds of ways that you murdered somebody. What if they did overlay the Old Testament <laughs> homosexuality? Yeah. Bestiality. They're trying to legalize that. Yeah. Legalize that here. <laughs> yeah. So. Kidnapping. <laughs> yeah. Adultery. Like, right. Oh, adultery. That's a whole nother one. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I just wanted to get that up front, and that was a perfect segue to we are we we don't have an execution problem, right? Like we don't, we're not executing everybody, we're not killing everybody, yeah. we're, not, we're not killing only innocent people. That, that's BS. And even if it's 150 since 1978, right? Like almost 50 years, like everything. For the government to get something that right, yeah. <laughs> those are pretty good odds. Well, there, yeah, and there's a lot of um, it's it. It's not like you go to trial and then the next day you're in the gallows or whatever. <laughs> right, right. You know, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of processes in place. De- decades. That's people. Yeah, they, people live on death row for that. Some a lot of them die on death row, not from the death penalty, but yeah. just because they age. Yeah, actually, age. an interesting point against the death penalty from a. Uh, that people that are trying to, they call them abolitionists. I hate the language that they use. I know. The abolitionists. Um, they say it's actually cheaper for someone to spend time on not death row, but have a life sentence. Yeah. Even though it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars to keep a every year, year right. to keep someone on death row, let alone in prison. Or I'm sorry, a in- life sentence in prison rather than death row. And you know why it's so much more expensive? It's like two to three times the amount to keep someone on death row because they keep going through uh, retrials and appeals. Yeah. They, we, yeah, we don't kill somebody just like the next day. There are so many checks and balances and rechecks and rebalances and rechecks. Like our judicial system is set up it's not some conspiracy you know like sometimes you know like in someone that clearly killed you know like oj right. simpson or something like that yeah yeah and they'll say he has the money and he can pay for johnny cochran and that's how he gets off maybe you know like i'm not saying our judicial system is perfect right right and there is some sort of uh privilege for rich people because they can spend millions of dollars to just keep the court clogged up and, and then and then get them to a technicality of get some them to kind. a technicality yeah, yeah. fine yeah and just whittle it down yeah so but let's just be honest yeah all all of the serial killers that are on death row are white yeah that's, <laughs> I mean come on yeah. they are that's the that is the stereotype right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and they don't make it out <laughs> no yeah so yeah we don't have a perfect system but I'll say for fifty years executing high end one hundred and fifty innocent people. That's pretty good. Like there, 
That's pretty good odds. It's acceptable. <laughs> I don't want anyone innocent to die. No, no, no. But um, and then you made a you 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 had a you found a interesting statistic about um, even though like people were innocent that maybe didn't deserve the death penalty, but then did but they were still involved in the crime itself. Mm. So they weren't they weren't implicitly maybe the one that pulled the trigger. But they were maybe the one that drove the car, or they were the one with them that held them uh, down, or something. There was some, I can't remember. like there was all these, these little technicalities. Of, but um, you were like, yeah, but a bunch of the people that that were innocent weren't innocent in the sense of committing a crime. Like they wouldn't yeah. have gotten out of jail and been scot free. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like just as a, uh, I don't have anything pulled up, but like right. it's overwhelmingly, yeah, some guy that gets. And here's the other thing: is like just because people get off of death row and then get life in prison that can happen when someone's been in prison for like 15 years and they testify in prison to right. help someone like, you know, a stabbing in prison. It could be a reward. So for, it could be a reward. And yeah. then that's going to be chalked up to, yeah, we got, you know, like, you know, some pr- thing like the innocence project, which is just this huge leftist like organization trying to get people who, clearly killed people yeah um well but but though yeah there's a lot of time these people yeah like drove the car and then or they just were there they they happened to be a part of the crime the crime and and so the other thing doesn't happen very often you were talking about this leftist group the innocent project um and we are going to dump on them on these leftist groups if you don't think that leftists understand crime and punishment (laughs) then look at what's going on I just read today in Oregon, they were in Portland. They were closing down the Walmart because <laughs> all of them. Oh yeah, because so. the crime is so bad, and the leftist government refuses to punish crime. Yeah. So the criminals were just going in and just taking stuff and walking out. And Walmart's like, as a company, they're like, uh, "Excuse me, we cannot operate this way. Yeah. We just can't give away our goods." There's a reason we're a store, right, yeah. whether or not you believe in Walmart, Walmart or not. It it is a store and yeah. people should pay for what they get. But that is a, a perfect picture of leftist justice and government, you know? Yeah. Let murderers out on the street. Right. And then at the same time, we're going to let criminals literally run, give them free reign of your city. And if you don't like it, it's because you're a racist or you're bigoted. Or right. Like right. That. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Speaking of racist, um, I found out today yeah. that if you have an organized pantry, <laughs> or, or, you know, if you keep an organized kitchen and your spice you rack is Tupperware. Yeah, yeah. You are a racist. Yeah. So welcome to that. Yeah. So. I had no idea. I I feel so bad. I need to just <laughs> go and make my pantry be in disarray. Yeah. And then my wife will be mad. I don't know what's worse, being called a racist or having my wife mad at me. Probably. My wife probably mad, mad at me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let me read you a quick. I just want to let's share something. The Bible. Yeah. Right. Let's go back to Genesis. The first murder recorded in history of the world ever genesis chapter four (laughs) it's a guy named cain and abel two guys named cain and abel so it says adam laid with his wife eve she became pregnant and gave birth to cain she said with the help of the lord i have brought forth a man later she gave birth to his brother abel she gave birth to a man wow fully grown that must have been painful now abel kept flocks and cain worked his worked the soil in the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits in the soil and offering to the, as an offering to the Lord, but Abel brought fat portions from the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but Cain 
and his offering he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, you will, will you not be accepted? But if you do what is not right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, you must, but you must master it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out in the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to, uh, out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened up its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, not so. If anyone kills Cain, he will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. So Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there is actually even more um, that that whole chapter four of Genesis is actually a lot about murder, mm-hmm. and, which is interesting. It's probably worth a whole like deep dive at some point. But later on, Lamech, who is a descendant, he kills a guy and he kills a guy for um hurting him harming him and then he makes this like statement to his wives he's like uh listen to me (laughs) wives of lamech hear my words i have killed a man for wounding me a young man for injuring me if cain is avenged seven times then lamech 77 times Hmm. so um he actually (laughs) called a curse down on himself yeah so um i just think that was pretty interesting because you have cain and abel and and cain is let go Mm -hmm. he doesn't give it's not blood for blood and um and then adam and eve go on to have more kids they have seth next is you know the to replace you know god it's the promise and all that kind of stuff but i think that um it's interesting there because there's a couple places in biblical history where the death penalty should have been enforced Mm -hmm. and god permits it but he didn't enforce it or somehow they were either let off because like the other one that I'm thinking of is King David. Yeah. King David committed adultery and first degree murder because he uh, plotted the death of Uriah so that he could have an affair with Bathsheba. And Bathsheba was innocent. She didn't know any of this was going down, you know. And uh, so he, if you know the story, David like sees Bathsheba, she's taking her shower, her bath on the roof and... He's like, oh, who is that? And then he gets sins for her, gets her pregnant, mm-hmm. brings Uriah back and says, hey, you need to go with your wife. You need to go with your wife to try and see that they'll have sex. And then he'll think that he got her pregnant. Yeah. And then um, and then Uriah is so noble that he sleeps at the gate of the of the palace. Yeah. He's like, I'm. I can't. I can't have sex with my wife right now. We're under attack. Yeah, I think we could be attacked at any time. Yeah, yeah, we're at war. I should be with my guys. We should yeah. be winning this war. And so then, David's like, "Oh man, <laughs> this guy's too good for me." So then he's like, "I have to have him die because his first plan didn't work." So yeah. Plan B is to get him. So he tells the officers to put him on the front 
of the battle lines and then when they when they pursue to everyone to pull back but not tell him so he'll stay by he basically yeah. was left alone against the army and he gets he gets killed that way so that's his murder and then he also has adultery commits adultery yeah. <laughs> so he should have gotten twice the death penalty if it were possible but he didn't he didn't and god sent the prophet to him to correct him but david did pay a very big penalty for his actions because he testifies to it when Bathsheba gives birth to the baby that he gets her pregnant with when Uriah was still alive by the mm -hmm. way um that baby dies and so um you know he he knows that it's god that is sort of this punishment which is really there's a lot there like when you start thinking about it, like what what kind of god what would the baby ever do you yeah. know and 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 all those sort of things like you start to really wonder like what in the world but for whatever reason in his wisdom and his grace god gave him that pass and he even did testify that that david was a man after god's own heart and he did repent and you i think you mentioned psalm 51 yeah is an exposition on that whole situation yeah and it also is a psalm that uh directly ties into jesus it's a prophecy of jesus hmm. or a, a the messianic messianic kinda. yeah so it is ultimately he knew that there would be, you know, like the redemption of uh, injustice and everything being righted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a great point. Um, and a common objection uh, to the death penalty would be David. You know, like, yeah. well, God spared him; like, he should have been put to death, like, under the Old Testament law, because David was the Old Testament law, which we'll get, you know get into, came before David. Right, and then he had Nathan the prophet, currently saying, "You know, I know what you did. You deserve that." <laughs> and then later on, Paul and Jesus affirm capital punishment. So you have David. You know, that's a common thing. Well, David was pardoned. Um, you shouldn't use this. Is, this is basically the point: is you shouldn't use one exception to completely throw out a rule that God clearly establishes before, during, and after David. Yeah. So, and the other thing, so what you can take from that, of using that story, what you should take from it from a biblical perspective is that in the case of there being capital punishment, it's okay to be a pardon. There, there, there is, God allows there to be. A, yeah, there's room, there's there's room, room for, for pardoning. pardoning. Yeah. And the other thing is. It's good to be king. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> when, when David was king, you know, who's going to enforce the death penalty? I'm right. King, right. Um, and the other thing is, is people may be overlooking this when they're making the point. The pardon came directly from God himself. Yeah. So God can kind of, you know, do what he wants. Yeah, yeah. And, he, that's, and he's doing it within the context of not overthrowing his rule, his laws that he laid down. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll – so do you have anything more with that or do you want me to go ahead? Um, no, I can jump in in a few minutes. Okay. So the first institution I have that of when God actually lays down some of this, uh, the biblical foundation of the death penalty or, you know, capital punishment is in Genesis 9. And it's right after the flood. And um, so it's, uh, I'm going to skip a little to Genesis 9, uh, 5, or oh, 6. Uh, so he's talking to Noah and his sons. And so 
he says, whoever sheds man's blood by man, his blood shall be shed for in the image of God, he made man. Um, and as for you be fruitful and multiply. But the biggest thing there is whoever sheds man's blood by his blood shall be shed. Mm -hmm. And so what he's talking to some context is God is talking. Israel doesn't exist. The, the law does not exist yet. Abraham doesn't even exist. You know, Israel is not there. So he's, God is not talking specifically to Israel as a nation under the law, which is right. what happens in later verses. So he is speaking. Oh, go ahead. Well, I just want to say that this might help people understand a little bit more. Sure, sure. There's covenants that God has made with certain people. And one of those covenants he made was with Noah. Yeah. With these covenants came certain restrictions and blessings. And so this is one of the things that he was referencing in to Noah. Right. We call these Noah Noahic Noahic laws is what they they are. Yeah. And, but it's a covenant. And Ken Johnson goes into this in great detail. Um I recommend checking him out with the Noahic laws. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting this covenant, like you think about it, like the covenants they have these these rules are specific to that dispensation of that covenant, mm-hmm. and then you have the old the, te- oh, the you know Abraham covenant, and then you have the Mosaic covenant, which is where we get our t- Ten Commandment laws, and then you have the New Covenant with Jesus. Yeah, and so every time a, a new one of those covenants is run its course, and then and the next one is enacted, the old one becomes obsolete. Yeah, but some things will carry through. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So I don't and, know if that helps anybody. Yeah. And a, a, another kind of way that I would say with this is Noah's a Gentile. <laughs> so He's a Gentile. That's right. the other thing you have to remember is these are the only people on earth. This is directly right. after the flood. So he is speaking to all mankind. So this is a general thing that is not given Dude. in a specific covenant. It's just this thought just crossed my mind. Yeah, yeah. Noah gets off the ark with... His, the other five, you know, it's the his three sons, their wives, his wife. He's like, I'm the king of the world. <laughs> literally <laughs> king the, of the ki- world. king of the world. Yeah. He literally was the king of the world. You know you know what's also funny? <laughs> just thinking <laughs> of that. On the tit- the boat, the Titanic, yeah, the phrase, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was just thinking of, he comes out, everyone's dead, and God says, don't kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I but literally just annihilated the entire everybody. planet. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, all joking aside, so he's giving it to Gentiles. He's giving it to not in a specific covenant with the law or the Mosaic law, you know, to only Israel. Yeah. Um, and he, like you said, it continues on well after. Yeah. So the next one um, I'm gonna we're gonna get into is the old some of the Old Testament um, laws, you know, under specific. Uh, Mosaic law, Abraham, you know. Yeah. Um, so Deuteronomy 19.11 through 13. This is pretty interesting. But if out of hate someone lies in wait, assaults, and kills a neighbor, so premeditation, and then flees to one of these cities, and uh, you were talking about there were sanctuary cities or? Yeah. So when Joshua entered the promised land after Moses died and he was um, separate, dividing the land up for the the tribes so they each got their allotment, they would create what they call cities of refuge. And it was a city within other tribal spots. And so if there was an accidental murder, 
So say I accidentally killed you, I ran over you with my oxen or something like that, you know, something that might have been, yeah. that might have happened back then. If I killed you by accident, I could flee to the city of refuge until until there was um, a opportunity for the story to get put together and the elders to come together and rule on what happened. But until they could do that, there was provision in the law for the, if someone killed you, you could kill them. Right. And so there was this, they actually created within their justice system a place for you to go to be protected until it could be brought to a quote unquote trial. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if someone in hate lies on wait, assaults and kills a neighbor and then flees to one of these cities, the killer shall be sent by the town elders, be brought back from the city and be handed over to the avenger of blood is what the NIV says. Interesting. To die. Show no pity. You must purge from Israel the guilt of shedding innocent blood so that it may go well with you. And so there's a couple things that were really interesting. Uh, that This is not me. <laughs> Just researching it. Is so if someone flees and it's found that they are, that it wasn't manslaughter, it wasn't an accident, they're to be brought back immediately and killed. And there's another innocent, uh, interesting part right there where it's at verse 13. You must purge from Israel the guilt of shedding innocent blood so that it may go well with you. So what this is equating is for the nation of Israel, that town, you know, mm -hmm. if they do not avenge, because it says right before there, show no pity. Yeah. Show no pity to that <clears throat> murderer. If you show pity to the murderer and you don't have justice, which is killing this killer, the guilt of that basically because you didn't, you, you let that person live, his guilt of killing someone goes across the whole nation and actually the Bible says pollutes. Hmm. Um, so that's Deuteronomy. I'm going to go to, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So uh, next one, so we have the Old Testament. I'm going to skip ahead to uh, Paul okay. in Romans. And so this is in Romans uh, sorry, uh, 13, right? Uh, Paul writes this, and he, he just he starts off chapter 13 uh, with context from chapter 12, already in place, but I'm going to start with 13 and go back. Yeah. Uh, so it says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Um, for rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Um, do you want to be free from fear of one in authority? Then do what is right and you will be commended. For the, author the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. And mm -hmm. that term, bear the sword, is always used with killing. Yeah. Um, it says, they are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. And uh, what is innocent. I mean, it says he's a, he's a servant of God, an avenger. An avenger. And that's the same. Uh, it's very similar to the term that is used in Deuteronomy 
where it's like uh it says the avenger of yeah you're of blood yep uh yeah the, the the killer should be brought back and handed over to the avenger of blood yeah so it's the person that you know was set aside to kill um evildoers yeah the one making it right yeah and uh so what's interesting about chapter 13 is he's already said he is saying you know god established a government and those people are usually <laughs> it's been corrupted but it, they had corrupt governments back then but still there is this presupposition that you know they don't just kill innocent people like for no reason and they also have the authority to kill in this sense not just like you know go kill people but capital punishment right um they've been given the authority to 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 carry out yeah that, and that particular justice yeah yeah and th- this is uh in uh, chapter 12 it says if it is possible as far as it depends on you live at peace with everyone do not take revenge my dear friends mm-hmm. but leave room for god's wrath for it is written it is mine to avenge i will repay says the lord and that uh you know is very similar to what he said about cain yeah, yeah. um but there's a difference that paul makes there that i just want to point out because this ties in with what jesus has to say in another common uh kind of arguing point. So what Paul says in chapter 13 is, hey, there's this government and it, it it is the authority that God sets into place. And, you know, the that government can kill and avenge blood for blood. Um, it can, I, I keep saying kill, but, you know, in the context of give out, dole out capital punishment. Right, yeah. But before that, he says, do not take revenge. So right there, there's a very specific thing. Is Paul is separating in the old kind of testament where there is this government authority, the government governing authority having the ability to dole out capital punishment, is different from murder and is different from like vigilante justice. Right. Yeah. So Paul is saying two specifically different things. Um and I that's that's Something that's very different because God is not cool with murder. He, he it's one of the commandments. Like, right. do not murder. Do not murder. Right? Yeah. It's very simple. Right. Um, but that gets into this nuanced conversation about the death penalty that people just completely overlook. Yeah. Because God doesn't endorse murder, but He does endorse proper justice. justice. Yeah. And I would say too, there's a whole side of this too. Um, if you are the one who needs avenging because maybe someone that you love was murdered and um and then that that perpetrator's captured and brought to justice um i've it's really difficult because even if the death penalty is enacted for that person because like say 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 uh someone in your family died you know was murdered and then they catch the murderer they bring him he's brought to court as a Christian, as a believer, the way that we're supposed to approach that is very different than the world. Mm-hmm. The world would would shake its fist like, "I want vengeance and blood now, blood, you know, eye for eye type of mentality." Um, but Paul's pretty clear there, where he talks about like the en- your enemy, like feed them if mm-hmm. they're thirsty, give them something to drink, and that is really hard. Yeah, and he says, <laughs> "Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good," and 
so in that situation, you there's a there's a side that is authority handed down that God creates these governmental authorities, and then there's your personal response, and so your personal response, and as hard as it would be, would be to to forgive. Yeah. Like I mean, that would be impossible, almost impossible. I I don't know without God, it would yeah, yeah. it would be impossible, and anyone that could find it to forgive someone like that would be in in my opinion incredibly godly like they mm-hmm. would be pretty stellar individual like um cuz only that's only something that the gift of the lord could do yeah. but um but then once they're in the hands of the government or the state that it's up to them and i don't know and maybe you know this if mm-hmm. if you forgave that person like if you were willing to forgive that person would that person still be put on death row or would that absolve them from that and maybe be put life in prison or can you appeal to them appeal to the courts for them uh i i'm not a lawyer and i i'm just kind of talking out my butt right now but from what <laughs> i gather i think usually it seems like when they do that they try to it, it's more so like a character witness like oh this guy because the other thing is when someone's arrested and like you know you know you, you watch cops or something like that or yeah. locked up or you know these shows when they're in jail before they're in prison right yeah they're locked up awaiting sentencing yeah um and so that time period could be years where they're working on the case going through you know this date and that Sorting date out and, you know, the, yeah yeah court cases take a long time especially again especially with something like murder yeah it's not just a next week thing we're going to get you in and you're sentenced and boom like a month you know and so i think a lot of those times um the defendant would want like that could help be a witness to like hey they're remorseful i forgive them um well even if they weren't necessarily remorseful but you because of your duty as a believer you forgive them obeying scripture are they does that impact them at all? Oh, no, I, I would expect it, no, it no, impact no. the case at all. Okay. I mean, because the judge is going to say like... The I'm, law's again, the law, I'm right? Just, I mean, and, that, and that's ultimately, I think as a believer, in that dichotomy of wanting to, again, one is for your... When you forgive someone, maybe just as take a step back just away from murder. Yeah. When you forgive somebody, it really has nothing to do with the other person. Right. This is just a general principle is... You work on forgiveness so that you can move forward with it. Right. You don't really, you don't forgive someone for the, their other sake. Yeah. Like the other person's sake. So it's all an internal thing that you are doing to be able to cope, to be able to move right. on, to show Jesus love, you know, that yeah. we're sinning. And right. So forgiveness is always an internal job. It's not an external yeah. thing. A hundred percent. So I think judges realize that and, you know, say, you know, and that's why there's stories of uh, every now and then where, you know, a family member will come out and say, like, you know, you killed them. And, you know, this kid was, you know, my son was going to college and he was so smart and he had a great future and he didn't deserve any of this. But we forgive you because we're going to move on and like, yeah, we're not going to let you hold us back. Like, that's for the family. And yeah, the, yeah. And the judge, this is where the other part comes in is I wouldn't want a judge to just completely throw out the law based on the feelings of the, the family that the was family yeah. that was abused because yeah. at the same time he 
he or she well, honest, has a duty to uphold God's justice. Well, and that's, a, a judge might be like, wow, this family really was a good family. This is really hurt. This is painful for them. And he might turn it towards the, yeah, make it worse for them. Yeah. But, you know, you were talking about forgiveness. It's an internal thing. It's a you thing, not a them thing. Um, it reminded me of a, a phrase that I heard one time, and it always has stuck with me. But unforgiveness is like drinking poison yeah. and expecting the other person to die. Exactly. And that's all it is. It's just holding on to some bitterness, some pain, some some poison. Yeah. You know, and expecting expecting the other person that hurt you or whatever to suffer for that. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's a great saying. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I got us off track there. Sorry. No, 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 it's okay. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, like that's why the the the, the court is there, and um, they're supposed to be non partial, non. They take their emotions out of it, yeah. and that's that's what I think what makes us. Do you a think that, system? Do you think the judicial system is still holding to that innocent until proven guilty, uh, you know, slogan? Uh, I think. That could get me in trouble <laughs> talking to it. Um, you know, actually, this would be a really great uh, uh, time for me to pull this out. Okay. So um, at, at the same time, we always uh, – how about I'll say this? The problem that I see with people who, you know, if, if – my my parents got murdered by somebody and I was able to forgive them. Uh, right. And I go and testify and say, I forgive you because I know my parents are with God. You know, they're at home. They're, they got the good end of this deal. Right. You know, we're going to be without parents. All of that. The recidivism rate of like, it, it would be spitting on the victim's family to let that person go out because sure, like yeah. the other thing is the number of murderers and like people that get locked up for having murdered someone and then get let out. Like it's overwhelming. I, I, I don't want to throw out some number. Yeah. I'll just say probably on the liberal, the liberal estimation side of it, um, whatever the conservative being more conservative towards leaning to the lower end, the recidivism recidivism rate for like violent offenders is like 80 percent like they're as soon as people get out they get they do crime again. Crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah violent crime yeah. like there's so many stories Here's, i mean that's common i mean even most, with, most people that are in prison have multiples yeah like it's not their first they have a rap sheet they call it yeah you know? and the same thing with like uh <clears throat> kids that get locked up for killing people and they're like oh he's only 13 he didn't know what he was doing like overwhelming overwhelming i don't want to say everyone because there's it's not everyone right overwhelmingly they they high number yeah commit another violent crime and here's another thing just as kind of a sticking point that i'm thinking of almost every i want to say every but i don't know about uh serial killer like like the big ones all spend time in prison for violent crimes before they a lot of them yeah 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 like so many like a number if you start looking into how many serial killers get arrested before they actually start yeah even serial killing sprees like the ones that made them famous they're in prison they they're locked up yeah so yeah but uh so you had some stories anyways that were yeah, yeah like so 
here is uh, here are some stories if you are worried about that. So let's see. Uh, this uh, I'm not going to use names. I'm just going to say this guy was found not guilty in the shooting death of a volunteer fire chief who is 77 in South Carolina in 2017, despite his confession and 19 witnesses taking the stand against him. <laughs> He attempted to carjack the victim who simply tried to drive away. Another one, a 20-year-old guy, recorded himself beating an elderly veteran. The guy, 75, was in a Detroit nursing home. I think this one went kind of viral. Yeah. He died two months after the attack. The case was dismissed as the guy who beat him was found incompetent to stand trial. What What does that mean? I don't know. This is. What does that even mean? Does that mean he was like lost his marbles he yeah he probably like claimed insanity or insanity something. yeah uh an unidentified woman shot and killed an off-duty firefighter while he was fighting with her boyfriend outside a convenience store she was not charged with murder uh the altercation ensued after the boyfriend had been harassing a clerk inside the store and the firefighter intervened hmm. court documents show that the woman pulled a gun once the two men were outside and started fighting over the weapon causing it to fall on the floor the woman picked up the gun and shot him. Prosecutors ruled it was a case of self-defense. A, a man killed an, another unarmed man in Pennsylvania in 2017. The shooting occurred during a confrontation outside a bar where another man allegedly refused to shake his hand after a dispute of a game of pool. The guy got off. Wow. Uh like I I've got There's lists and lists, lists and stories of stories yeah, of yeah. all these times yeah. of people uh, here's some guy shot at a mayor, mayoral candidate in February 2022. He was released on a hundred thousand dollar bond. Posted. Oh, I heard about that. Like, yeah, did he shoot him or did he try and stab him? He tried to shoot him, and he got off with a hundred thousand dollars bond. It was like during a speech. He like yeah. walked up on. I remember that. That was like last winter, like last November or something. Yeah, February 2022. Oh. Um. Anyways, the, a, a girl got uh beat up and killed um, for they tried to steal her iPhone. She was repeatedly beaten and stabbed. She ran away, later collapsed and died. Hmm. One of the attacker was given the minimum sentence of 14 years. Another attacker was sentenced to 18 months. Hmm. So anyways, the whole point of where, and there's tons of these stories of people. (laughs) The first one, there's 19 witnesses. He confessed. He got off for shooting a guy. Like, I, 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 I don't want to go belabor the point, but there are more of these stories of people getting off on technicalities when there's overwhelming evidence. Yeah, yeah. And that is not justice. That is not justice. And so I think when we're overlooking all of this, when you're trying to make sense of this and, you know, I, I, I don't want to slam, but I'm going to slam the, these libertarian there's this saying that you always hear is, I'd rather 50,000 people go free <laughs> than kill, than lock up one innocent man. Right, yeah. You know, that sounds good. That's an in, that's a cool platitude. I don't want a society like that. Yeah. There's no, so you're going to say there, there's, even if it's for every one, I, I don't want one innocent man <laughs> to, you know, suffer for, you know, any number of... You, that's not a way to build a society. No, it's not. And it's, that's not what God wants. He, there's justice, perfect justice. And so, yeah. you, you know, 
that's how you have to do it. And and because we're humans and yeah. we're fallen, and because there are people that are, <laughs> people would argue that it's even more wicked that these lawyers are gaming the system. A hundred percent. You know, trying to get these people off. Um, that because of that, we're not going to ever achieve it. Um, I do like the provisions though that have been placed in for appeals and the like. I was saying earlier, it's not like you get your first, you know, you get your first trial and you get pronounced, you know, the death penalty or whatever, and then the next day they go out and hang you. Now, um, there's some crimes that I really wish they would do that. Yeah, but in the in the essence of being just and right, yeah. you kind of have to give everybody their day in court and their opportunity to to fight for their own you know cause or whatever freedom right and i I just want to say this other thing kind of we were talking about the the innocence project the um there's this really big and kind of what confirmed to both of us i think uh, simultaneously after we had already talked about the episode yeah is we were (laughs) you heard this other podcast and he was talking about something tangentially related to this the death penalty yeah and uh and we were like, okay, we, we that's a sign. We should probably talk about this. Yeah. But he, um, William, it was a William Ramsey interview. Yeah, former guest we've had on. Yeah, yeah, that we just had on. And he was just talking about this serial, this, not serial killer, this killer who got released and is making the rounds on, you know, he, he's been a mainstay in like Hollywood for since yeah. the 90s. Anyways, it, he made this offhanded point that was so great is with the most modern people like put so much emphasis on DNA evidence. Yeah. And yeah. there's this huge emphasis on like, well, is it, was the DNA, there was a DNA and he called it like the over CSI of everything that, <laughs> you know, uh, there's this idea modern people have of like, well, if there wasn't DNA evidence of it, like, you know, that's not true justice or if DNA evidence, you know, can somehow prove, you know, something different, um, like I, I, DNA evidence doesn't really mean that much. And there's, and so it, it came about, it was discovered and started using in 84. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's when DNA came around and fingerprinting was, that was a big thing. Ar- around, yeah. Yeah. Fingerprinting uh, has been around since like the, like literally the 17, 1800s or something. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I had this backwards. DNA fingerprinting was only invented in, 1984. The first time DNA was ever used as evidence in a U.S. court was in 1987. Wow. So very recent. Yeah. And here's just a, a, a very succinct, uh, it says, suppose a child molester or murderer was convicted in 1998 based on the following evidence. Witnesses saw him abduct a child. Tire tracks of, by the body matched those of the defendant's truck. His knife blade corresponded to the victim's wounds. The child's teddy bear was found in the defendant's truck bed. When arrested, the accused had a written suicide note in his pocket confessing to the crime, and a strand of hair found on the defendant's shoe was consistent with the victim's hair. So all that. And I, I read you a, a case before this that literally this guy right. had that kind of evidence, admitted to it, and now he's out. If DNA, so here's the question: If DNA testing later proved that the hair was not, in fact, the child's, the conviction could be overturned. Right. Yeah. So they saw him. That everything matches the teddy up. Bear, the, the tracks, teddy bear. The teddy bear. He doesn't know. The knife. Yeah, yeah. And everything. Yeah. But if the DNA proves that the, that one hair that they thought was the kid's 
is now not the kids, the entire case can be overthrown because the evidence. That's not how this works. And that's what it's being sold to us as the like right that it it they it gets sold to everyone and Christians fall for it because they're oh yeah, we're locking up, we're killing all these innocent people. Yeah. Yeah. This happens more times than the opposite where like uh someone's uh i'm trying to think of an incident where it's like oh a guy worked at a pizza shop and uh a piece of his hair fell in the pizza and then the girl took the pizza inside you right, know right yeah they and then figure out and a then story. she got beat up or raped and then they found his hair that fell out of the pizza right. onto the floor and then they're like well that that's the guy that convicted him the times that that happens like using DNA never happens. Right. DNA is never used on its own. Yeah. And so I just wanted to also put that out there. It's like that's a common thing that people think about is DNA's convicting all these people innocent people and it's getting all these innocent people off. It's not. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's not as strong as maybe what CSI like yeah. like Wayne Ramsey said we're CSI. And the other thing is you have to you have to think if that's when DNA evidence started being used in 1987. So you have to take into account that our entire everybody convicted but before, before there that right was wrongfully convicted. Right. Yeah. That's not yeah. the case. I don't think there. I don't know if there ever will be a. I mean, we have camera. I mean, police have body cameras now. Like, I mean, there's cameras ever. Everyone has a phone. Yeah. And it still makes it very difficult for them to exactly because the, these lawyers know what they're doing they yeah. know how to as i said earlier game the system but um yeah, yeah. so I, I have a couple more things as i'm wrapping up sure so a uh, another kind of point that people that are against the death penalty would bring up and they would say uh for jesus is the you, you may remember in john 8 there's a woman called in it caught in adultery yeah and they basically you know, they're like, oh, you know, rabbi, rabbi, we have to stone her. We caught this woman in adultery. We caught her in bed with a guy who wasn't her husband. And Jesus basically says, uh, you know, I'm not saying it verbatim, um, you know, where where are your accusers? Or yeah. who, whoever sinned first cast a first stone. And then they all drop the stones, walk away. And then he says, you know, to the woman, where are you? Uh, where are your accusers? And she says, you know, they've all gone. And he said, you know, the same Go and go and sin no more, and that is being brought up uh, because you seemingly have this woman who was caught in adultery. The death the death penalty was what was required under uh, the Mosaic law. Like yep. we already read about that, and so basically, I mean, this is the Jesus refuting the death penalty, and that's not what he's doing. Right? Yeah, he wasn't over. Yeah, he wasn't overturning or overlooking something that was he, right. He wasn't acting as a judge at that moment, right? In that and, in that way, yeah. yeah. And uh, there's a couple points under again Mosaic law. There's no governing authority, and like they were not the governors, right? And they were not doing it in good faith either, right? And one of the reasons you could tell, <laughs> sorry, it's okay. Um, there's a really good. Uh, point that kind of get, gets overlooked here and that's in that story in particular i'm going to go to deuteronomy 1915 
one witness is not enough to convict anyone accused of any crime or offense that they may have committed. A matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Yeah. And then there's some more interesting points, but they don't, they had protections built in to protect the innocent. Yeah. So again, you couldn't just accuse somebody of adultery and that's what they were doing. So that's why he was asking where are the witnesses he's using according to the law. Like, and they knew that they were trying, they were trying to get him to go against it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But he, you know, affirmed it and some like called him on, on their thing. So he wasn't I overturning what, the death. I wonder what he wrote in, in the, the sand. Yeah, in the sand. Because as he bent down, he like wrote something in the sand. And I wonder what it was that he wrote. I wonder if there was another law that mm. he wrote that referred to like falsely accusing someone or not justly. Like, do you get that turned back on you, the death penalty? And they just kind of walked away. Well, oh, oh, actually, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Uh, the same. Uh, series right uh, uh same set Story. of verses yeah um in deuteronomy directly after that one about the two or three witnesses if a malicious witness takes the stand to accuse someone of a crime the two people involved in the dispute must stand in the presence of the lord before the priests and the judges who are in office at the time the judges must make a thorough investigation, and if the witness proves to be a liar, giving false testimony against a fellow Israelite, then due to the false witness, as the witness intended to do to the other party, you must purge the evil from among you. <laughs> Again, So you get the stoning yes. as a false so witness. So that's also what Jesus was calling them on, is they knew. Bearing false witness. If they're bearing false witness, then all of them yeah. deserve the death penalty under the Mosaic law. Right. What is that, um, the fifth commandment or something like that? Thou shalt not bear, bear false, false witness. witness. Yeah. Is it? I, I'm not sure. When he just wrote the fifth. Fifth, fifth yeah, command. number five. In Roman numerals even. Right. <laughs> so to, to enforce the. Uh, yeah. And so there's another uh, kind of idea with the death penalty is what we've talked about. And I've maybe not been the best about, you know, kind of laughing off about the dead uh, innocent people dying yeah yeah um even though it's such a rare exception just because you may say that there are innocent people who get locked up and there's a problem with the judicial system in america yeah probably yeah, yeah. okay yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll we're not saying that. there isn't yeah yeah like i talked about the rich people can afford more so they right. might be able to get off those are two different things though protecting the innocent like what I just read in Deuteronomy is saying there is the death penalty, but we also are going to take care to have protections for the innocent to really make sure. Yeah. And, like a city of refuge. Right. And those two are not, they don't counter each other out. They right. actually complement each other because here's the other thing. If you, we probably should implement this in America. Like I'm cool with this is you, if you bear false witness and what they don't mean like, I uh, saw someone who fit your description and they asked right. like, hey, is there a guy who's this tall who looks like this? And you're like, yeah, that, it looks like him. And you're not, that's not bearing false witness. What they mean is you are- You um, drum up charges. Yeah, like yeah. a woman accusing a man <clears throat> of rape, of right. a man accusing someone else of something else. Yeah. Um, and 
in a judicial system back then, that is a prevention because I don't want to make up something because if I get found out, right, that's happening to me. It's falling just back for on lying. Me. Yeah, right. And um, that happens in America all the, all time. the time. Yeah. You, you get a slap on the wrist, basically, if you come out and go, or you can say, oh, I misremembered it. Right. And there's no punishment. And even if there is punishment, which never gets doled out anyways in a thing like this, especially if it goes to support right. the, the, the person, right. is uh, you get a slap on the wrist and like, oh, you're held in per, you know, contempt of court. You perjured yourself, you know, whatever. Like you're not getting, you're not getting 15 years in prison. Right. And so that was a very big deterrent because they actually took their judicial system seriously back then. Yeah. Um, I I have two more points. Okay. All right. And so, I, I have something too that I want to end uh, with. Okay. When, okay. When, when, yeah. Um, so another thing um, that people would say is that uh, God's justice is only restorative and it's never uh, – retributed retributed yeah um and you know he only uses justice to restore this and never to punish well that that's just not true right it's just not true and there's a really good verse in revelation (laughs) so revelation 610 it says they called out in a loud voice how long sovereign lord holy and true until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood and I, I was listening to a podcast and they, they mentioned that part and I was like, oh, it's so good because the, that, that part in Revelation, obviously it's the New Testament. Right. And that's the martyrs who are killed. Are, During the tribulation. Are up in heaven. Yeah. When they're saying that and they're telling <clears throat> God, you know, how long until you avenge our blood? Right. Yeah. The, if you're in heaven... That's not a sinful thing that they're saying. Right, right. They're not trying to trick God. It's justice. They're That's, crying out for justice. They're crying out for justice. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'll just end it with that. Okay. So it, it, if the martyrs in heaven are still crying out for justice, um, I think it's okay yeah. that we can cry out for justice here. Yeah, and I want to I wanna close with just saying this, that um, in that same kind of mindset – the scriptures tell us that God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. And so it's important for us to understand that um, it's not like God's some bloodthirsty, vengeful God, but he is a just God. And he's a true God of justice in the sense that he will be the only true judge that will never get a judgment incorrect. And so I just wanted to appeal to anyone who's listening to this, because this is actually more important than anything, that if you stand before God today, and I know this is a weird left turn, but it's really not. If you were to stand before God today, your sins would testify against you. Mm. And as God being a just judge, he would enact judgment on you. If you appeal to Jesus Christ today, and your sins can be forgiven, then when you stand before God, those sins would be removed from you in his presence, and then he would see you as he sees his son Jesus, and you would be the justice of God was enacted already upon Jesus on the cross for your behalf. And so that payment of the penalty of those sins that stand to accuse you would be handled and dealt with, and the justice had already been served through the death and the propitiation of Jesus. 
And I just want to appeal to anyone listening that it's that simple. You can just trust in the work of Jesus on the cross, dying for you and your sins, and then raising from the dead as a confirmation that he is the true and living God, and that you can have your sins washed away, and your sins would never stand before you. Uh, and I, I don't know why I just felt like we needed to mm. say that uh, you know, in the closing here. And um, God doesn't take joy in the death of the wicked. He desires that all would, uh, would repent and come into a saving knowledge of God through Christ. So yeah, I, I hate to do this. Yeah, after your big moment, right? I okay. totally forgot to go over a very important thing that always gets brought up. What's that? Is Jesus in Matthew five saying, uh, overturning uh, the eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth? Yeah. I I just I won't go just touch on this because this is this is every time. Yeah. When Jesus says, you know, uh you know, turn the other cheek. Uh you know, you have heard eye for an eye tooth for a tooth. But yeah, I tell yeah. you uh I say unto you that you that ye resist not evil and whoever uh you know, slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other one. Um what there's a couple things I have something pulled up about uh, the Greek in that the word to resist do not resist is actually to take a stand against mm-hmm. yeah and the resist um, is an aggressive word it's not a submissive term so basically what God is what Jesus is saying in a better definition of this is he says unto you, do not square off against an evildoer. So really what God is saying is to be smart about it and to not take personal vengeance. And that's basically it. It it goes back to um, eye for an eye means perfect justice. And the only way to really have perfect justice is a government institution, you know, they're the ones that are permitted to take life, and we are not to have vigilante justice. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what Jesus was standing against is a false interpretation of that old yeah testament. Retaliating is retaliating. Not, yeah, is is let leave it up to God. Yeah, let God deal with. Yeah, that, but yeah. He, but he was not talking about condemning the death penalty. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So. So should I say what I said before again? No, I'm just yeah, kidding. That's good. <laughs> if in that note, um, yeah, we just um, – I think this is really fun. I was not sure how this was going to go, this episode <laughs> was going to go, but I really um, think that it's important for us to be people who love justice and mercy. You yeah. know, Because we have received mercy through Christ, we should love mercy as much as uh, we love justice. But there is – unfortunately, there is a penalty, and sometimes we face the – the price of our actions on earth here um, in ways that would be big. And that would be an extremely (laughs) big way to face your actions if you were to uh, murder someone. Yeah. So anyways, cool, man. Anything anything else you have? At the end of the day, before you have your, your facts don't care about your feelings and the facts (laughs) being the Bible. Right. Means if you look at it, the Bible God, Jesus, Paul, everyone in the in all of the Bible, the yeah. New Testament, and the Old Testament. 
the death penalty is the biblical position. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, capital punishment is a capital biblical punishment. provision. There's a provision in the scriptures for it. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. there is nothing to the contrary. Right. <laughs> it's like a... If, just think, if there never was sin, we wouldn't even have to worry about it. Yeah. And yeah. during the millennial reign, I don't know how that's going to play out. That's an interesting thought we should maybe talk about sometime is what will it be like in the millennial reign in terms of like crime? Because sin will still exist. We'll be crying out for God. How long until? But He will be the righteous judge. He will. Man, bring imagine imagine you commit a crime and then you're brought before Jesus. Oh my God! Like as He rules on earth in that thousand years. Yeah. Whew. No, thank you. You know He's going to get it right. Yeah. <laughs> you can't lie to Him. No. <laughs> there's no need for lawyers because He's going to get it right. Yeah. So, you think there's going to be any lawyers in heaven? Uh, in heaven? No, they won't make it to heaven. Yeah, exactly. Law- lawyers don't make it. To heaven. <laughs> the lawyers don't make it to heaven. Murderers do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lawyers, they'll never yeah. make it. <laughs> Uh, if you're a, li- a lawyer listening, don't sue me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Well, thanks, guys. We will catch you next time on All Out War. I love you. Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. If you had a blast, then we'd love to have you back for another episode. So please subscribe and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Instagram at All Out War Podcast or on Twitter at AOWcast. These episodes are also available on YouTube unless they contain a little too much truth. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.